Hey everyone, what's up? Welcome in to another episode of Real Sports Talk. It has been some time since I talked about NFL football and how they are proceeding as normal. We're not really hearing much about what the season opener is going to look like or what kind of protocols are being finalized. It's all still quite in the air. It seems like usual usual things maybe for the NFL although they've made some modifications and some things are going to come about in the next couple of weeks but all indicators are that we'll have a season opener on time no fans of course Uh, but the rest about testing and all those things yet to be uh, announced or finalized but you know things move on and Hopefully, as we get closer to the end of August, that we'll get some answers to what the season opener will look like, how these teams will be practicing social distancing, and what will happen on game day in terms of how games are broadcast and how teams have to be apart from each other. There's going to be a lot of interesting things to be finalized, and hopefully the NFL, with their medical experts and their team, have figured out a way to make sure that games take place on time and we get our season opener of the Kansas City Chiefs opening up against the Houston Texans. Now just looking at what's been happening around the NFL, a lot of teams are starting to get their workouts in, training camp. Some players are you know out with some injuries already such as Gerald McCoy of the Cowboys signed three-year deal you know, suffered an injury in practice, done for the season. So the conditioning, the overall atmosphere uh, of just how NFL players are getting into shape and their workouts should be very, very interesting. We have a short off-season, no preseason games. You know, how will that factor into the, the play we'll see in this season? And if a COVID-19 case does, does come up, what will the NFL do to, to combat that and to take care of that? Now, before all this, the NFL and NFLPA has, you know, they've discussed some terms and conditions. So let's see how well those things are implemented and if they can succeed having this plan where they have the each road team going to the visiting team and having games played at these stadiums and traveling remains to be seen how they'll be all decided and shaped out. So I'm going to get into a couple of things today. One is about a team that finally seems to be making the right steps to rebuild the face and name of that franchise. And then I will go into a season outlook on the on a team that was really favored last year to win it all and disappointed uh, all of us from seeing that match we wanted to see. So I'll be getting into these two things and you know let's get it going with starting talking about the Washington football team. Now, saying this in the name itself is kind of funny because by now you would think that the Reds, oh, sorry, the Reds are not that name now. The, the Washington football team, their whole GM front office, front team would have a name, an actual name after so many years of having that particular name and you know Daniel Snyder finally being pushed to make that change where he didn't want to make that change where he did it because there's no other alternative to it. And so now we have a situation where 
you know, Washington has a new head coach in Ron Rivera handling all the football operations. And Daniel Snyder finally came to his senses. And Washington football team hired uh, the first uh, black team president in NFL history. Name is Jason Wright. Jason Wright has played in the NFL for about seven years, the running back prior to this. And he's been part of many, many front office and management offices around the world. He's a partner of the McKinsey and Company, Global Company, a management consulting firm around the world. And so he brings a level of you know, business acumen and understanding of just how to run football operations from a business standpoint and also from a culture and team point of view. Jason Wright is going to be handling the business aspects while Ron Rivera will be taking care of the football operations. And Jason... Wright deserves this opportunity simple for the fact that you know he's worked a lot in terms of being able to create an environment around the company that he works in situations that where he can maybe bring about a change in that that team how they had a toxic culture it was well described by several Washington team reporters and analysts about how that environment became so difficult for women to even work and do what they do best in the front office and, and making an impact. And so seeing how that culture was going around and a lot of team employees were being dismissed or let go for allegations and all these things, it was just about time to fix the image of this team. And Jason Wright may be one of the youngest guys to be in this position, to have this responsibility, but I think he's excited about it. He has talked about how well he's been through a lot of experiences to be able to come into this team and help Washington restore that name, to be back to where they used to be, being a competitive team and having a good image across the league, not being in the news for the wrong reasons all the time. And so I hope for the Washington football franchise that Jason Wright is the guy who can help Ron Rivera bring about a change in this team and this team's branding and the culture that they expect to, to you know, make sure is, is properly taken care of, installed, and still in these players the front office and all these guys involved, that needs to happen. It needs to happen because for too many reasons and too many long seasons now, the, the Washington football team hasn't done things right. And Daniel Snyder is a, knows that and he's finally making some kind of attempt to, to fix all these things that have been going on for, for seasons now. Daniel Snyder gets a chance now to kind of take a, a, an approach that he should have taken before when a lot of people were saying for him to change the name, 
to do something better with this overall structure of the team front office and down. So now with Jason Wright being hired as someone who can probably get everyone to feel comfortable and express their opinions and make better decisions about how they handle certain things about the Washington football team, that's going to be huge, I think, going forward in order to rebuild this name and culture of the Washington football team. And now this makes Ron Rivera's job a little bit more easier where he can just focus on football and getting the Redskins to play a wing level of football, which they should be able to do with a young quarterback and a defense that is becoming better and better. Some good talent on that team. So things are looking up for the Washington football team. Jason Wright, I believe, is the fourth NFL former player to be a team president. I think that means across all sports. And so, or something like that, which is is still significant because you'd like to see guys get the opportunity to play, to, to be in the NFL. And Jason Wright did have a good background as a former NFL player playing running back. He played for various number of teams. So he can vibe well with these players. And not only with the players, but he knows what he's talking about the experience that he has the NBA and and just really knowing how to do things in a way which it will show itself when Washington is you know spending and cost saving and those kind of things all those things will be handled and hopefully this will be the start of a franchise that isn't dysfunctional that has some kind of level to it and the Snyder is still a problem because he you know just has a way of messing things up but in this case I think Ron Rivera, Jason Wright great combination of guys great communication will happen between these two and they are going to change Washington for the time to come in the near future so I wish all the best to Jason Wright very big moment for him I think he's going to do well but there's a lot of things with this team that are still being developed and decided. And Daniel Snyder still has full say over a lot of different things. So let's see how well all three uh, mesh with each other as this season will get started, hopefully, on time. Looking at what else is going around among the players and staff, there's a lot of excitement, a lot of positive thoughts and optimism from everyone including Daniel Snyder so you know, he even came out and said um, Jason Wright had said that the transformation of the Washington football team is happening across all aspects of the organization for football operations to branding and culture and will make a make us a truly a modern and aspirational uh, you know team a franchise so all th- all the things I'm saying right now are, are, are good. They sound great. Remains to be seen whether or not it happens. But I wish the best to Daniel Snyder and Jason Wright and Ron Rivera as they will try to 
do away with all the, the negativity and dysfunctional things that were happening around this team front office and top and bottom so that brings me to now a NFL team's outlook season outlook I've covered many teams throughout um, this podcast talking about their expectations and what their season could look like and will be like and now I've reached a point where I'm narrowing down to some of the contenders the true favorites to win it all and one of those favorites is Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens now John Harbaugh has been the head coach of the Baltimore Ravens I believe since 2008 almost 12 years John Harbaugh has been the head coach of the Ravens captured a Super Bowl title in 2012 and now we look at what's transpiring as you know John Harbaugh started with Joe Flacco and now paired with a unique young quarterback in Lamar Jackson who has done tremendous things so far up to his NFL career but a lot more is to be desired and I'll get into that in a little bit so under John Harbaugh the Ravens haven't really had a losing season maybe a couple here and there but they've for most of the part he's won almost 50 to 60 percent of his games he's 192 and 118 as a head coach of the team now Lamar Jackson came into the fold when he was drafted number 32 overall by Ozzie Newsom in the 2018 NFL Draft. At that time, it was a very unique and compelling pick because nobody really knew what Lamar Jackson was going to be and turn into. And so, just looking at what transpired since that decision by Ozzie Newsom. The Ravens have become a very unique and fascinating team to watch. They went from an offense that was relied on Joe Flacco dropping back, spreading the ball out to Anquan Bolden and Jacoby Jones, to a team that became one of the best rushing attacks in the NFL last season. An offense that completely changed when Lamar Jackson was put in into the starting quarterback role. Now, in the 2018 season, the Ravens went 10 and 6. They started out 4 and 5 in that season and you know, Joe Flacco's play over time kind of decreased, became very inconsistent. And Baltimore needed a spark, but what ended up happening was, you know, Joe Flacco went down in that 7th or 8th game, I believe. One ninth game, and you know, suffered an injury, and so Lamar Jackson was put in. Lamar Jackson was put in, and the Ravens went six and one in that stretch. And Lamar Jackson was doing unique things with his legs, being able to make guys miss and juke, and you know, they ended up reaching the postseason, ten and six in a home playoff game against the LA Chargers. 
Now, Jackson had performed so well up to that point where the only thing that was holding him back and what held the, the Ravens back in that game was the offense. They could just not get anything going offensively. You can only run and do so many things at once. And Lamar Jackson's passing ability did not do as well. Did not match up to his running ability and skill. He was adamant about being a quarterback. Didn't want to convert his position. And he stuck with it. And he had a nice season. He had a touchdown, I believe, in that game. But... What ended up happening was they couldn't get enough offense going in that game. They needed him to pass the ball, do some things, and he just struggled to get it to happen. It was not a good effort, not only by him, but by the defense as well. And so they struggled in that game, and they ended up losing that game 23-17, to where Rivers... A little bit better overall, and you know, first playoff game for Lamar Jackson. Experience does matter, and just not being able to do the same things when games get tight, when the things get shut down early on. How can you adjust? And Lamar Jackson kind of struggled getting the ball, you know, out and throwing the ball really, really well. And so they end up losing that game, and from that point forward, the Ravens never looked back on Joe Flacco. It wasn't because Joe Flacco, you know, did something bad, but he got an injury, and they went 6-1 and one in that stretch. They went to the playoffs with Lamar Jackson as a young 22, 23-year-old, and having him being able to score and do a variety of things where he made that offense so much better. With the quarterback runs, the fakes, all those things that he could do, a mobile quarterback can do, you know, he was able to do that. They have some nice deep throws as well during that season. So Jackson was pushed ahead, and in 2019 he entered as a full-time starter of this of the of the Ravens, and they had Mark Ingram as well there as well. So then just having this tandem of Lamar Jackson and Ingram is very appealing and the Ravens this past season set a lot of records as a team. Lamar Jackson was really special. You know, he set a record for most rushing yards in a season by a quarterback and led the league with 36 touchdowns. 36 touchdowns led the league or set the record of most most rushing yards in a season by a quarterback. And he was juking guys. He was throwing the ball really, really well. A lot of games were decided beforehand. And he just did what he did best. Take his time, make the plays. He got better as a pocket passer. He got much better as a pocket passer. Where he made some really good throws. And he showed why he deserved to be a first-round selection because he picked up on the offense really, really well under Greg Roman. And the Ravens' offense was just putting up points. They won some really close games. 
they wrote all that success to a 14 and 2 record. 14 and 2 record with number one seed in the AFC. They trashed the Patriots on, I believe, Monday Night Football or Sunday Night Football. And that was a big moment for that team. Overall, they played really well throughout that season, winning 14 games, number one seed. And then they went up against one of the hottest teams in the playoffs last year, which I talked about, the Tennessee Titans. And the Tennessee Titans with Mike Vrabel, Derrick Henry, and Ryan Tannehill. That game just got out of reach after a while. Lamar Jackson struggled, didn't do what he was doing all season long. They had a bunch of three and outs in that game. Had a bunch of three and outs in that game. They couldn't get anything going. There was no rhythm. Tennessee actually played much better than I thought they would play. They had a very good game plan where they had someone really forcing Jackson to question whether he wanted to run or throw. And last season, one of the things that Jackson struggled in was throwing the ball downfield. Sure, he may have had some games where he threw some touchdowns. You're like, whoa, he just threw a couple deep passes. What's, what do you mean he struggled in downfield passes? When I talk about downfield passes, I'm talking about 20-plus yards in the middle of the field or the outside of the field. And Jackson struggled in that. He definitely struggled in that. As receivers, you know, Hollywood Brown and Willie Sneed. The receiving corp, not the most impressive receiving corp, but, you know, they did have some impact in the success that they had this season. And so, just looking at how they played from start to finish in that game was not so good. Mark Ingram was shut down. Some guys dropped passes. There were a lot of dropped passes in that game as well. And Tennessee just out-hustled and out-muscled the Ravens in that game. So Jackson winning the MVP, NFL MVP of the season, not being able to advance to the AFC Championship game where it would have been epic to see Lamar Jackson and Patrick Mahomes go at it. So now the big question for the Ravens going forward and what everybody's been saying is can Lamar Jackson win a playoff game? Now everybody's saying Ravens have been so good the past two seasons and Jackson, does he have what it takes to win a playoff game? Jackson has a lot of potential. 23-year-old. He's got a lot of promise. And I think he knows what he has to do to get better and better. He's talked about that a lot in this offseason about being better in a lot of different areas. And I think that they will be better not only because of his continued understanding of the offense, but just looking at how they built this team from the defense, adding some nice defensive players like Calais Campbell, Derek Wolf. You know, Patrick Queen from LSU. 
they've added some much better defensive pieces this offseason in the draft and free agency. And so, just looking at what they have on defense on the defensive side of the ball, they're going to do a much better job of stopping the run. That's one of the things they struggled in the postseason against the Tennessee Titans. They weren't able to stop Derrick Henry. They were torn up inside. The Tennessee Titans used that strategy of running the ball, running the ball, looking the clock, really taking advantage of the Ravens' defense. And so now they've addressed some of those pieces inside where now they'll have a better chance of making some plays. And they've got to create turnovers. But this team doesn't go as far as Lamar Jackson takes them. And just seeing how they're built right now, they really have to step up in order to, to maximize this talent that they do have. They've got to be able to maximize the talent and do whatever it takes to win. And to win at a high level. And so looking at their schedule, you know, they got some good games against the Chiefs, Patriots on the road, Philly on the road, Tennessee, a rematch, that'll be a revenge game for sure. Got Dallas, so their schedule is looking really good. Playoff-tested teams. I do think they'll have a chance to win those games if they play well. They will not go 14-2 like they did this past season. It just won't happen. I expect 12-4 or 13-3, but Pittsburgh's going to be much better this season. Cleveland's going to be much better this season. And a lot of teams are going to be better in the AFC. But I think the top two teams are going to be the Chiefs and the Ravens. And the question is, who will get home field advantage? Because Lamar Jackson needs to keep playing well to ascend. And he needs to show what he's worth. Name Madden 21 cover of the NFL game. I think he has a great potential, great ability to get things done. And he has to deliver. That's what is going on for the Ravens. They have to have him deliver when it matters the most. That's where you make your money, where you make your legacy. And I think that in Lamar Jackson case, if he can't win another playoff game or he doesn't win a playoff game in the near future, I think serious questions are going to be asked about John Harbaugh. And Harbaugh knows that as well, that he's had a long run as Baltimore's head coach. I think he is the best guy to lead Lamar Jackson into becoming a true starting NFL quarterback, a franchise and quarterback who can do the same things that Patrick Mahomes did last season, winning his first Super Bowl title. So the Ravens are all in. They know they're going to face a much better Pittsburgh Steelers team. Their division is much better than it, than it was a year ago. And so the challenges will be up for Lamar Jackson, and they're going to go as far as he takes them. If he's able to pass better in a lot of games going forward, then the Ravens will be unstoppable. They'll have a chance to compete for the Super Bowl.